Hey there, this is Nathan. Welcome to the Camden Haven Anglican Church Podcast. I'm glad you're making the time to listen to this week's teaching. I'll have more to say at the end, but for now, let's dive right in. Well, yeah, thanks for having me here. I, it's really, really nice to be back in Lorton. Um, but I guess I would start off by saying that I'm actually going to be doing a super sermon today uh, because most Anglicans do three points. I'm doing four. So <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to remember. And they all start with PR. How crazy is that? They all, you should be able to remember them. And also the fact that we as Christians need a bit of PR, better PR, right? <laughs> okay, so we're doing four PR points. And the first one is uh, pray. So Paul is probably in prison and he's asking us to pray. Uh, he says um, right up at the beginning, devote yourselves to prayer. Now, if God did answer all your prayers from last week, would anyone have become a Christian? So I, when I first heard that challenge, I was a bit struck by, well, what do I actually pray for? Like, what are my prayers? And I think part of the number one thing of doing evangelism is to pray. So it helps us and, um, yeah, it really just changes things. So it says devote yourself to prayer. So when you think of devote, someone who's devoted, what do you think of? Well, I think actually one of the things we really pray for is, like one thing we see is someone who's 100% on, like really committed, right? And Paul is saying devote yourselves to prayer. Now I wonder why he would want us to be devoted to prayer. Well, actually, the thing is, it changes us. Um, Praying helps us see this is not on us. So can I say, don't get stressed about evangelism. Our first thing is to pray. And actually, that's God who is going to be the one who answers that. And the thing is, after doing student ministry for 20 years, I worked as an evangelist, we saw quite a few people become Christians. And the thing, almost 99% of people had had someone praying for them. So isn't that sort of exciting that actually God has answered somebody's prayers? And in fact, I was just remembering when I was here, one of uh, my friends from here became a Christian and he got baptised down um, in the water. And yeah, his grandmother had been praying for him almost every week. And so um, we've just recently had some friends become Christian. The wife recommitted and the husband became a Christian. And when I was talking with the husband, he said, yeah, his brother had become a Christian 10 years ago and he'd been praying every week. So evangelism's easy, right? Because actually all we've got to do is pray. The thing, though, is it says devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Because actually, once you start praying, you start being watchful and thankful for what God might be doing. And we look at things through his eyes. We're going, what is God doing here? What can I see what God is up to and to be thankful? Uh, At uni, I was talking with this one guy who was obviously a gifted evangelist, and he'd done the course that I was running around evangelism, And he was just having conversation after conversation. And then later on the next year, I was chatting to him and he said, ah, when I was doing your course, 
just felt like I had such great conversations with people. And then I went on and did the Bible leading course and I just didn't have the same sort of conversation. And I said, well, were you still praying? And he goes, yeah, nah. So actually praying affects us. So it, it changes how we see things and how God might be doing stuff. So we devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And then Paul goes and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message. So what we're seeing is actually the, the weight of responsibility is not on us. Can you hear that? It's actually God will open up a door for our message. And this is Paul praying, like he's a gifted evangelist. He is saying, it's God who opens up the door. So do you feel a bit relieved? <laughs> yeah, but hopefully it actually means you want to pray. And I think for us is working out, if you're not praying for unbelievers, what are you praying for? And the course that I'm hoping that you end up doing is actually that every week you're praying regularly to see what God might do. And we're being watchful and thankful. All right. The second PR word is oh, procla proclaim. So do we need to say anything about our faith? So if every Christian around the whole world decided that we would not speak about our faith at all, would people still become Christians? Not sure? Well, technically, yes, of course. God can, it's God who does that. He helps people come to know him. It's his spirit at work uh, who helps them know him. Um, so why do we need to proclaim because like in Muslim countries, there's a heap of Muslims who are seeing dreams, right? And they actually come, they, they meet Jesus through a dream and they become Christians. Why does God need us to talk about our faith then? Or does he? Well, actually he doesn't. But uh, I'll tell you a story about a friend of mine who was a minister's wife. She had four kids and she moved into a country town and she decided, do you know what? No one's going to want to be friends with me. I've got four little kids and it's going to be hard. I'm not going to talk about my faith. That's one big blocker. And so what she did was for two whole years, she made these great non-Christian friends and she didn't talk about her faith. After a couple of years, her, one of her friends said to her, a non-Christian friend said, are you a Christian? And my friend goes, yeah, of course. And she said, well, you never talk about it. It's like it doesn't mean anything to you. She rang me straight away. <laughs> she goes, Gillian, you would not believe what's just happened. I went, this is a great story and I'm going to tell it all the time, <laughs> which I have. So, yeah, because what we love, we talk about, right? So is anyone into trains? Yeah. So, so we've got one person, usually someone who's into trains, it comes into every conversation. Is anyone interested in surfing? Okay, how often does that come into your everyday conversation? <laughs> Most days. What we love, we talk about. So I think the thing is about Proclaim is we have good news. We have really great news about Jesus 
And do you know what? It should be something that we just talk about because we love it. We love Jesus. And I think for us, part of it is, and this is what we'll do with the training this afternoon, is work out what is it that stops us from being able to proclaim our faith. Now, part of it is um, that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. So verse 3, Paul says, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. And I think this is the thing that tricks us a little bit, right? Because it's a mystery. We're trying to talk about something that people just don't get. Have you had that? Well, you might be talking about Jesus and you feel like just a nutter, no? <laughs> or a weirdo. Like you feel like a weirdo talking about Jesus. And in fact, um, my brother... He wasn't a Christian growing up, um, but he ended up becoming a Christian when he was about 19, 18 or 19. And we had had many conversations with him about Jesus. And when he became a Christian, he goes, I just couldn't understand why you love this person two, from 2,000 years ago. It just was weird to him. It wasn't until the Spirit was at work in him that he understood and got it. But actually, yeah, it is. It's something that is a mystery that we're trying to talk about. And, and I think it should be a bit of a weird thing. Um, Bono from U2, he uh, was talking about, and I, I, when I was listening to it, I was just going, this is amazing. So the reporter was interviewing him and he said, can you tell us a bit about your faith? And Bono talked about Jesus in such a beautiful way. Like I was tearing up actually listening to it because I'm just going, this is such a beautiful way of talking about Jesus. It was simple. It was beautiful. And the reporter at the end said, I, I want to know this Jesus. And I just went, you know, Bono would have totally 100% had to think about how am I going to talk about Jesus because he would be asked all the time. But he'd thought about it in such a way that actually the reporter wanted to know more. Um, at uni, I used to run a bit of an experiment when a first year came along and I would say, tell us a bit about your faith, like what Nathan was doing to me. Tell us a bit about your faith. Seriously, it was the most boring thing I've ever heard every single time. <laughs> I'm going, why do we talk about Jesus in such a boring way? It's often because we've been told how to speak about him. But actually, it needs to come from a real love of Jesus, right? Okay, so is this easy? Pray. You can do that. Proclaim. Talk about the thing you love. Um, what, this is easy, right? <laughs> All right, okay. So maybe an indicator for you is, do I talk about my faith clearly? Can I talk about it in a winsome, beautiful way? Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> All right, pray, proclaim, and prioritize. So then it goes on in verse 5, and it says, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. So this is, in the Greek, these are action words. These are be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. It's actually moving towards. And I think, um, for me, I've got to try and work out how to prioritise the non-Christians in my life 
because it's really easy catching up with Christians. Like it's so easy catching up with Christians, right? No, you don't love each other. <laughs> um, a really great friend of mine uh, was a missionary uh, in Russia and they came back and we used to bump into each other at parties and she's just such a godly, gorgeous woman. Um, and the temptation after we caught up at each party was to say, let's have a coffee, like let's actually catch up. But she was working with Muslims. I was doing heaps of evangelism stuff. So at the end of each party, rather than saying let's catch up, what we would say was see you in heaven because actually that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend eternity with each other. Actually, I want to be able to prioritise and put time in with my non-Christian friends. Now, of course, you need Christian friends to help you keep growing and being challenged and, and all of that. But actually, how much time do we invest in non-Christians around us? And I think what you'll find is it's probably a lot. Like there are people all around you. There are the people that you catch up with at the co coffee shop. Like there's just all the time people that you're engaging with. Um, and if there's not, can you create opportunities for that? And part of it is using the gifts God's given you. I'll talk about this this afternoon. But actually, you know, part of my gifting is leadership. And so actually being the president of our basketball club was just an easy thing for me to do. And it just gave me so many opportunities uh, to talk with people. So I guess where are you, where are you already walking? Who are the non-Christians around you? And what can you realistically handle for your own sort of spiritual health? and being engaged with people who aren't Christians. And if you're doing something already, just invite them along. Like, who could you invite into your sort of space? So it's working out what priorities you might have already and how much time you want to be able to give to people who aren't Christians. Okay, so pray, proclaim, prioritise. So could you prioritise some people who aren't Christians in your life? Yeah. Okay. Number three, step. Super easy. <laughs> I don't know why I keep laughing. <laughs> actually, priorities are a fairly important one. And every year I actually, sometimes I don't have enough non-Christians in my life and I have to keep on praying, God, please provide me with more non-Christians. And he always does. Like, man, there's plenty and so God keeps providing them. All right, the fourth one is, it's actually two PR words, prepare and practice. So you're just never not always good at evangelism, although there might be some people who are just good at this naturally, but actually you need to prepare and practice a bit. Because And it sort of is tricky to try and work out how you help people get good at conversations because every conversation is different right but actually there's only about 10 things that are blockers for people and how it's easy enough to get good at 10 things right to be able to answer the 10 blockers that people have and in fact um, when at university when we were coming up to the same sex um, marriage sort of conversation uh, I just went wow what about if we got every uni student to be able to have great conversations about this because nearly everyone said oh you're religious what are you going to vote for 
And I'm going, wow, why don't we make the most of that opportunity? So for a whole year, we worked with the students to work out how they could navigate that conversation to end up talking about Jesus. And I just got, I got message after message from students going, I just had the most fantastic conversation about that. Who would have thought? So actually just a bit of preparation and a bit of practice actually really does help in terms of how we can navigate conversations. And in fact, like I'm already ready for a lot of these uh, conversations. I'll talk to you about some of them this afternoon. But actually, it's, it's easy enough if you're, if you're ready to go with those conversations. And it says in verse 6, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Now, for us to have conversations always full of grace, we need to be a bit ready to be able to be gracious and kind. Seasoned with salt, we want to be a bit challenging, a bit witty, a bit thought-provoking. I put amusing, but maybe that doesn't quite fit in with the seasoned with salt. But actually, there's ways in in terms of conversations. So that you may know how to answer everyone. We've got a great opportunity. Religion's on the nose at the moment. So people, if they find out you're a Christian, they will have an opinion about it. Like, let's make the most of that opportunity that we have. So could you answer, or actually, could you even guess what the 10 questions are? I think you probably could. And could, do you have answers for those? And be able to talk about them winsomely. So the four slash five are pray, easy enough. Proclaim, talk about what you love. Prioritize, non-Christians in your life. Prepare and practice. So do you know what? This is awesome because this is not on you. This is on God. He's going to do his thing. But actually, he wants us to be part of this. This is a great adventure that we get to go on with God. And yeah, there are some tough moments, but actually God's at work. He's already ahead of anywhere that we even think that God might be at work. So I'm excited to see what will happen with you as a church as you start praying and seeing what God might do. Amen. Hi again, this is Nathan. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that we shared something that's helpful to you wherever you're at in your spiritual journey. Just so you know a little more about us, we are Camden Haven Anglican Church. We're a church that tries not to be too churchy and more relational. We meet every Sunday. We have four services at two locations. If you want to connect with us, you can find more about us on our website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or just send an email to info at havenanglican.com. If this teaching has blessed you, we'd love to hear from you wherever you are in the world. And we pray that we've helped you to grow a little more into Jesus today. See you next time.